Hey folks, welcome to today's Take Heart. I've got a great verse for us to look at together today, and it's uh, 1 Peter chapter 5, verse 7. Cast all your anxiety on him because he cares for you. I just thought it might be helpful to go through that, maybe just one word at a time. Uh, anxiety, first of all. What Peter's talking about there is he's talking about the stresses, the strains, the burdens, the pressures, um, those things that rob us of our peace, um, those things that keep us up at night, those things that eat away at us and they destroy our kind of joy, all of that stuff. Do you have any of that right now? <laughs> no, me neither. Um, anxiety. And then it says, it says, cast all your anxiety, the word all. So that means the big things and the small things. It means the mountains and the molehills. Um, I can have a tendency to think that, you know, the only stuff I should be giving to God is the really massive stuff where it's incredibly obvious that there's nothing I can do about it. But all the things where it's within my ability to affect, maybe those are the anxieties that I just need to keep to myself and just get on with it. Um, but it's those things that so often grind us down and wear us out. You know, there's that little saying about how it's not the mountain ahead that's going to wear you down, it's the stone in your shoe. It's the, you know, paying the bill at the end of the month. It's the email you've got to reply to. It's what's happening to my kid when they start at school. It's um, the difficult conversation with the boss at work. It's those everyday things that often just really kind of like, if I can use this horrible image, like a cheese grater on the soul, just kind of like, ah, grind you down. And we're told here that we're to cast all of our anxieties, the big and the small, onto him. Uh, the next little bit, on to him. It, it's great to talk to people. It's actually essential, I think, to talk to people about those things that are causing us anxiety. It's incredibly healthy to do that. But the verse is talking about giving them to him. And ultimately, while we want to give them to other people and share them, you know, a burden shared is a burden halved and all that. There's a lot of truth in that. We're, we're ultimately able to come directly to the throne of heaven and to, to put them onto God himself. And, uh, and the verse gives us a reason why we should do that. So cast all your anxiety on him because, and it doesn't go on to say, um, you know, the reason why is not because he's strong enough to take it, although he clearly is, you know, and uh, a, something that seems like a crushing weight to us, to him will just be like a little piece of dust in the palm of his hand. But that's not the reason that it gives. Nor does it say cast all your anxiety on him because he's wise enough to handle it, although he undoubtedly is wise enough and he can kind of work a way through a seemingly impenetrable fog. He can sniff out a right path, but that's not the reason. Uh, nor is the reason cast all your anxiety onto him because he's powerful enough to transform any situation, although of course he is. You know, if he can raise Jesus from the grave, he can transform a dead situation that we're experiencing into something full of life. But that's not the reason we're given. Cast all your anxiety on him because he cares for you. That's the reason. And I, I don't know, but I wonder if the reason lots of us struggle to do what this verse tells us to do is because we doubt that little bit at the end of it because he cares you. We struggle to accept that. 
Imagine this, imagine you were a fly on a wall and you got to kind of experience or watch play out in front of you firsthand the relationship between a mother and her child. And that means you got to kind of just watch um, as she's kind of coming towards the end of the pregnancy and you get to kind of witness her anticipation and the fact that sometimes she'll just put her hand on the bump and just enjoy feeling the, the child kind of wriggling around inside of her and uh, just the excitement of getting to meet that baby for the first time. And then imagine you got to be there um, during the labor and you saw kind of all the pain of it and all the mess of it, but also, you know, you witnessed that moment of joy when the baby came out, let's say it's a little boy and she got the boy in her arms and she just, you see the expression on her face and just the, the elation that she experiences in that moment. And imagine if you also got to be there in the early hours just watching the mother drag herself out of bed for the fifth time that night to feed the baby and to look after the baby, to change the baby's nappy. And um, imagine if you were there when she was kind of raising the baby into a toddler and into a little child and eventually, you know, sent the, sent the child off to school and you got to see her go back home having sent the child off to school and just the, the fact that her mind was constantly going to how's he doing and, and what's happening and, you were uh, you were able to see that when she heard it was going well, she was just thrilled, and when she heard there was a battle, you know, she was she was really disturbed by that and 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 shaken up by that. Imagine if you were there and you got to see her just take joy in planning birthday celebrations and parties and and thinking about holidays where she could just snatch moments with her little boy. Imagine if you got to see all of that just vividly kind of portrayed in front of you. Like we would know if we got to see that, that she cares for this child. You know, there wouldn't be a shadow of a doubt in our minds that she cares for him because we'd see it portrayed in front of us. Scripture's like that, but it's not about a mother and her child. It's about God and us, God and you. And what it shows us is that um, he knew us before we were even conceived. It's staggering truth, but we're told in Ephesians that he chose us before the world was made. Uh, we see that, you know, in Job, God talks about being present at the birth of mountain goats and deer and how he sort of like, he, he's the only one there and he counts the months of the pregnancy until the, uh, the kind of little animal is born. How much more so was he present at your birth and my birth? How much more so when it's us who are, who are made in his image? We're told elsewhere in scripture that he knows every hair on our heads is numbered, that he knows every word on our tongue before we even say it. We're told that he called us by name. You know, at some point in our lives, we heard him. That's why we know him, calling us by name. And he, 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 uh, he didn't call us because we're worthy, but his love makes us worthy. And our names now are written on the palm of his hand for eternity. In this world, there is nowhere we can go where we can be out of his presence. Even if we hide ourselves in the darkest pit, there's nowhere we can go because even darkness is as light to him. We're told that he's adopted us and uh, that he has bound us to him and himself to us in this everlasting binding agreement that will never be broken, that we're together now for always and forever. Even as he knows our name, we're told a name that we're to call him, it's the name Father. 
Abba, Daddy. And on top of all of that, we can consider the cross and meditate on the sacrifice that God the Father and God the Son went through that we might become part of the family. He cares for you. And what that means is you can trust him with your soul and you can trust him with your body and you can trust him with your future and you can trust him with your past and you can trust him with all your anxiety. And I just want to finish um, just with the word that the verse starts with, cast all your care onto him because he cares for you. The word cast there, um, you know, it, it, it's not this kind of laying of a burden down type word. It's a more energetic word than that. It's, there's a, it's a choice that requires effort. It's a decision of the will. Um, and I think sometimes it's quite hard to cast our care onto God, but do you know what's a lot harder? Carrying it all yourself. <laughs> that, you know what? It does require effort to give it to God, but it's a lot less effort than carrying it all. And um, I kind of think of it like the best football teams, you know, the ones that have got this ability to play, quote unquote, the beautiful game, where it's all about passing. Someone passes a ball and they barely touch it and they pass it on to the next player and they pass it on to the next player. And what happens in life is all these cares come our way every single day. Sometimes other people give us their cares, and that's fine. We're, we're meant to carry one another's burdens. But the idea for us, as Jesus' people, is the moment a care comes our way, we pass it on to him. We pass it on to him. We cast it back to him. And um, we roll it back onto God. And what we'll find as we choose to do that consciously and develop habits where we can do that. You know, I tend to do it as I'm walking home from work these days. I'll just try and give it all back to him. Then what we find is we, we know intimacy with him. And we have friendship with him and we live in a sense um, free of care not that we're not burdened with those things that God cares about but anxiety and things that destroy us we give to the one who loves us completely cast your cares onto him because he cares for you